Welcome back, Radio Entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes, filling in for Jeffrey Davis this morning. Very excited. I've got two of our uh, venerable, esteemed reporters by my side, uh, Mark Z of Mark Z Legal Staffing and Mark Furman of Tarla Breed Harden Rogers. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very Hello, much. Hello, Nathan. Mark, nice to see you. Nice to see you. Happy New Year, Mark, and, and Happy New Year, Thank Nathan. You. Hope you all the best in the new year. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, Mark Furman, uh, I've heard some reports that as we get into 2022, people are thinking about uh, going rogue and running without their lawyer. And uh, I hear you have some comments on, on that subject. Well, uh, Nathan and Mark, I, it's the beginning of a new year and I just wanted to encourage business owners to think of their lawyers as a resource instead of as an expense. I mean, there is uh, a reason that lawyers exist and I'm amazed at the number of cases that I see where uh, legal documents are done uh, by the client uh, without using a lawyer or even worse, um, prepared by the opposing party and uh, not running those drafts by, by, your, uh, by your lawyer. And I think it comes from the idea that lawyers are an expense item, which they are, but the idea of running things by your lawyer, of course, is to save you from uh, a situation where uh, not everything is lovey-dovey, uh, that things don't work out, there are unforeseen circumstances. So I'll just give a couple of examples. Um, experienced, sophisticated business person acquires a business has acquired 30 businesses um, in the course of this business person's career. So makes a decision that this one can be acquired just using the same documents pieced together from past deals. And it did save uh, several thousand dollars at the outset, but the, the problem is that, you know, piecing together the documents resulted in a deal that didn't make any sense in many ways. But uh, among the ways were there were four different agreements, each provided for a different law to apply and each providing that there should be, should there be a dispute, it would be decided in a totally different uh, place uh, using totally different procedures. So you ended up with a, uh, a lawsuit in um, call it Florida, an arbitration in Atlanta, an arbitration in Boston, and a lawsuit in the state or federal courts of a particular uh, place in Massachusetts that uh, had no state or federal court located in it. Um, the end result was this uh, multi-million dollar dispute had to be 
litigated in pieces in four different places. And the end result, of course, was uh, an enormous amount of legal fees to resolve the dispute. And for, let's call it 10,000, 15,000 uh, dollars, it all could have been prevented. You know, there are some useful things that lawyer do, lawyers do to kind of make sure the deal makes sense. Right. And in that particular situation, it didn't occur to the, um, you know, to the client to, well, maybe we should check whether there's any liens on the business. And so after it hit the fan, it was discovered there were all sorts of liens on the business, including super priority liens like tax liens. Wow. And so it's just, it was just a bad idea to do it yourself. And it costs the client an unimaginable amount of money to sort it all out after the fact. Mark, can I, can I just say something, you know, like it reminds me, and we've always talked about with yourself because you're, you're one of the very best litigators uh, there is, but your strength is first and foremost, always been a good counselor. In other words, giving advice and helping clients prevent litigation and problems, being proactive. And I think that um, like the old George Foreman um, expression, pay me now or pay me later, really does apply. And I, what's also interesting is, and I'm a, um, a, you know, a recruiter staffing person with a legal background, but I always have advised people, even if you have a legal background, get the right support and advice to, to avoid the problems that you're doing the right thing when you enter the path, as opposed to going in the path saying we have this just to be compliant because that's when the issues come and that's what you're talking about. Right, and it's, uh, you know, I think there's sometimes a perception that uh, lawyers are deal killers, that that's why they exist to kill deals. I mean, that's just not true. Um, lawyers are there to help you understand um, the risk associated with the deal, not to kill the deal, but so that you as the client can decide whether something is worth pushing back on or whether it's an acceptable risk. And most risks are acceptable, but there are some that are not. And it's important to know about them. Um, you know, I had a case where there was uh, you know, an employment agreement, a new hire by a company, significant hire. And, um, you know, there was a mutual understanding of, you know, how compensation would work. And uh, so in order to save money, the employee had his lawyer write the employment agreement. So, and, you know, having the idea that, oh, well, all employment agreements are equal. The company just went ahead and signed it as presented. So um, there are, you know, fundamental questions that uh, 
employers care about as opposed to employees. You know, employees would like to have permanent employment that obligates the employer forever and has the most favorable compensation terms uh, possible. But employers may want to, they may decide it's not a good relationship. And so, um, um, so a termination clause is an important thing. Right. I think every lawyer I know would want to make sure there's a reasonable uh, termination clause. And if you're, if it's not at will, then you want to be very specific about what the term is. You don't want it to be ambiguous whether there even uh, could be a long term. Um, and uh, so sometimes, you know, uh, people in their rush to make the hire, they're so excited to bring the person on, don't step back, show it to the lawyer, have a conversation about it. And it's so much better when I get the phone call, have an opportunity to look at the document and talk to the client. It's not a lot of money. Employment agreements are generally, you know, no more than eight pages long, and it doesn't take very long to read them. Right. And uh, it doesn't take very long to, to advise a client about it. But to be presented after the fact with the uh, agreement that's riddled with, with problems, you just kind of scratch your head and wish you had had the opportunity to uh, um, prevent a problem, which would have been, I think, easy, easy to do. Um, you know, it comes up in real estate transactions, corporate transactions, um, uh, employment transaction, all sorts of situations that clients get involved in. And, you know, as simple as, you know, the, what are the terms and conditions if I order widgets from you? Well, you know, there's, a, there's laws about how it works if, the, uh, um, if, if I have a set of terms and conditions right. and I order something from you, but then you, uh, uh, you know, have a different set of terms and conditions. They're never the same, uh, but what is typically the case is um, private business owners don't pay any attention to them until there's a problem. Right. Nobody wanted to look at their terms and conditions, uh, I think since the blizzard of 78 um, until COVID hit. And then it became, oh my God, well, what happens because the cost of these goods has increased in value by 500%. And uh, if I supply them, I'm gonna go out of business. What do I do? What are the rules? What's a force majeure? Uh, all these things nobody pays attention to for um, what, 40, 40 years? Um, so anyway, uh, use your lawyer for 
preventative Mark, law. Mark, you know, the, the other thing is just, you know, going back is I think that as, as you say, now the new year is everybody's uh, and many companies and organizations are looking to obviously deals that they're doing or, or agreements that they're pursuing, just have their lawyer like, you know, yourself, you're so you're transactional, you're giving advice, be part of bring, bring your lawyer into the fold, because as you say, they'll, first of all, you'll continue to have advice to, to avoid pitfalls, to be current and everything. And it, it's a reasonable cost of business, doing business, as opposed to, um, as you say, not only the cost later, but it's amazing what people will spend on other things and they're avoiding using their lawyers. I know people over the holiday were telling me that they got injured. And um, I said, and they, they're not hearing back from, um, you know, getting paid on time in terms of everything. I said, and I said, did you speak to, are you being represented? And they said, well, yes. I said, have you talked to your lawyer about advocating for you? You know, so I think it's, it's literally, it's the mindset. Again, if you can build in the pay me now or pay me later preventative and also a good lawyer counselor like yourself can give continual advice, not only through the minefield, but what makes sense from business standpoint. Um, the one thing I will disagree with you, there are lawyers that do kill deals that they're, especially the in-house counsel sometimes, because they're really looking to advocate for the employer or they're just trying to do their job to say, you paid me to tell you all the pitfalls. However, I know from yourself and there are other very good, good people in different professions that really want the deal to happen, but want to make you protected. And, and if they speak to somebody like yourself, you can say, look, here's the issue, but here's how we can deal with that to make sure you're protected. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's all right. I think the mindset one has to have is of, you know, what value do lawyers provide? What values do your other service providers provide? Your insurance advisor, your, your accountant. I mean, they all, they're all an expense item, but they're there to help you um, make sure your, um, your books are in order in the case of accountants, that you're, you're, uh, you, know, you have reasonable uh, insurance coverage. That's another area the mindset gets to be it's an expense. So let's get rid of product liability insurance because the rates have gone up. It's usually not a good idea because I've defended those cases for uninsured uh, businesses, including uh, very serious, very serious cases. The insurance, so it's no different with these other advisors is the mindset is what value are they providing? And it's not, you know, many of us are not uh, ignorant about business. You know, I grew up in a, in a, in a business, a family business. I've been involved in managing our law firm for many years. And, uh, and that's a business too. And, we have insurance costs and accounting costs and, uh, and sometimes legal costs. And um, so like any other business and, uh, you know, we have leases and uh, employment agreements and all those kinds of things that other business folks have. 
So it's just this mindset of seeing the value. And, you know, I think it's a little, uh, I, th I think sometimes when the economy turns, I think the focus gets on cutting every, every place possible. But during the good times, uh, you, sometimes people feel like no matter what they do, it's going to work out because the times are good. They're but yeah. Uh, yeah. despite your youthful appearance, Mark, unlike me, you're old enough to know that, you know, the economy can turn and the good times don't always exist. And, uh, and so in that you have to protect yourself against the downside too. Not every risk but you have to identify, you know, material risks and decide what you're comfortable with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about your business, like a car, we all know about preventative maintenance. I don't think anybody out there would say, well, why spend the money on an oil change when I can just wait till it breaks down and, and deal with it then. So makes a lot of sense, Mark. I want to thank you guys both for joining. Um, I'll start with you, Mark Furman. If people want to get in touch with you uh, at Tarlow Breed Hardin Rogers, what's the best way for them to do so? I can be reached at uh, M Furman, F U R M A N, at tbhr law.com, or you can call my direct line at, uh, at my office, 617 218 2025. Great. It's the new year. And as you said, people are putting through new deals, new, uh, new agreements, and they should be reaching out to people like you. Um, Mark Z, Mark Z Legal Staffing, how can guests, uh, viewers and listeners reach you? Well, Nathan, first of all, thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to, um, to be part of this um, um, in interview this morning with Mark. It's, Mark, it's, it's just a great way to start the new year and to, and to hear what you have to say, because you're so right on topic in terms of um, really um, businesses really need good legal advice and, and just the value of good advice as a counselor that you provide and attorneys provide to businesses and individuals. Um, I can be reached, um, first of all, Google Mark Z, M-A-R-C and the letter Z will come right up. Um, MarkZlegal.com, M-A-R-C-Z-L-E-G-A-L.com and 617. 338-1300. Thank you both. And, and of course, uh, there, Mark and Mark's uh, info and contact info can be found on the Radio Entrepreneur's website. Um, if you're joining us on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. That really helps. And if you're joining through one of the podcast sites, uh, subscribe to us on there. Uh, every, uh, every person helps immensely so we can continue sharing content like this. Mark and Mark will both be joining us regularly throughout 2022. And uh, we can't wait for more. So thank you both. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thank you, Mark. Happy New Year to you too. We'll be back with more stories after this break.